Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. Anyway, anyway, enough about operations and all that. We, uh, you know, we talk about mishaps and misadventures. Uh, yeah, it was uh, quite a last-minute thing last week where I'd be on the waiting list for several years um and literally had a message last tuesday wednesday saying can you come in this friday i was like wow yeah let's do it i was like yeah okay let's make it happen um even though there's all this stuff going on in life right um yeah, yeah had to had you, to get it going you got in they led down put you under looked on his nose and then his doctor went susan cancel my two o'clock <laughs> we're it gonna took, be it here a lot a longer while. than planned it took a lot longer than planned but at least yeah. it's done now yeah um, i hear it was like a hedge maze up there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was it was complicated, but it's all it's all sorted now. So uh, yeah, we're on the mend. Uh, we're back today, and when we were thinking about today, something we've done before actually is talk about things sometimes that don't quite go right on a trip uh, mm. or an adventure. Um, you know, mishaps and misadventures. You know, lovely lovely cool title, isn't it? But it is. It's the things really that you know on a trip or any any journey. It just doesn't have to be at altitude. But it's any travel experience, any experience at all. Um, it's always when something doesn't go quite right, mm-hmm. but it actually adds to the journey and yeah. makes it sometimes, it makes it more memorable. Not always. You know, there's there's some bad stuff that can happen. But sometimes when things don't go to plan, those are the things you actually talk about in years of time. It, 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 yeah, no, 100%. Many years, I was trying to get my words out there. You know, years down the line, and you're talking about it. You know, I remember that we broke down. I remember... Um, oh my god we missed that flight you know things like yeah. that and it it kind of adds to the story I, yeah and i guess it's kind of just like <laughs> it's Sorry, not just, trying just to sophie's comment there's been just slipping on frozen we are gorich okay yes that case that case <laughs> that's I've a had, huge tick i've had some horrendous mishaps in gorich remember that time i told you when i put my bag down and it rolled no well went well, pulled off to the side of the road to uh have a little wee wee in between gorich and uh Lobouche. No way. Put my bag down. Yeah. And because it was like on a little bit of a, a, a slope, I thought it was yeah. safe. Yeah. It rolled and it rolled through a human egg. <laughs> Not a dog egg. A oh, human egg. No. So an egg a human had laid previously. Oh, and I looked at it and I was ow. like, do I just abandon the bag? <laughs> but luckily, wow, wow. I had loads of wet wipes. So I put <clears> water <throat> on the wet wipes to like get a good lather yeah. and then just covered my whole bag in them. And um, yeah, right. and then I covered it in like uh, hand sanitizer. It's important to talk about these things, right? It is because they can happen. I, I tell you what, it is gross and it may be a bit low, bro, but it happened. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know, and, and it's a, it's something that I now talk about both 
as a comedic Whoa. comedic story uh, anecdote. Jerome, my brother wants weed on an electric fence. Oh, bloody hell. Now that makes me wince big time. Yeah. That must have hurt. Mm. Um, I hope your brother's okay. Um, and this is everything's... Sister, I hope everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Human egg. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I know we're laughing about all this stuff, and you know, some of the stuff is, you know, the, the kangaroo is, is serious, of course, but um, you know, we're never a million miles away from a, a joke or a laugh, are we? Uh, when it comes to it, especially but, uh, if it's a baby. Eggs. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> um, good to see just who else has joined us. We got uh, Richard Johnston. We got Bry. Tina. Stuart Taylor. We got Tina. How you doing, Tina? We got Jerome. Rebecca Butterflies who, and Mies. Jerome. Um, someone told me that um, you've now going back on to a trip next year. He's going back to the. He's going back to the to the motherland. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, yeah. Great to see you booked on, mate. Well, um, I'll probably be on that same trip actually, looking at uh, July next year. Um, yeah, Jerome, tell everyone where you're going. I know, uh, I think you dropped a little post in the High Altitude Ever Trackers group, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, where are you going, mate? It's uh, I'm sure after the back of last week's live, it'd be a clue, although I've cleared it off the board this time. But we don't get anything on the board today, no, it's okay. That's it's blank canvas day, yeah. This is it, black. This is like I got a new nose, it's a new whiteboard, just gonna nice mm. and clean. Um, yeah, so Jerome, where are you going? What trip are you going on? When are you going? Um, yeah, it'd be good to see if any other Avid Trackers are coming on there as well. Um, yeah, but I think there he is doing the TMB. Of course he is doing the Tour de Mont Blanc uh, in July next year. Yeah, we're really excited, Jerome. Mm -hmm. um, that is going to be our first actual Ever Tracker trip on that um, uh, July next year. So yeah, I'll be. Um, I'll also be on that trip. All going well. Uh, be wonderful to to see you, mate. Um, but yeah, Chris Collins makes a good point as well. Turning difficulties into opportunities. I think that's a really positive reframe there, isn't it? Of, yeah. Of when, you know, things do happen in life. Um, and yeah, you can turn that challenge into a, a positive and obviously difficulties into opportunities. That's a really good line. Actually, exactly. Yeah, I, had an, I like that. I had an opportunity to find many alternative um, ways to clean a bag <laughs> on a glacier in the yeah. middle of nowhere. You know, figured it out. Got it done. Well, improvisation on, yeah i'll be honest with you there was a I, I almost left the bag i can i can picture. you know i was like i got three days to get back down could i do it without a bag <clears throat> probably buy one in namshe yeah yeah you know, so these all these thoughts and the, the only reason i did it was because i thought i don't want to carry everything i've got today because there's quite yeah. a lot in there and also that technically i suppose it would be littering you know well, this is it yeah you don't want to leave a bag there right you, you know, know you don't want to take it with you so it was tricky but yeah you are right you did the right thing Sympathy wow, mate, what's going on? Uh, but that yeah. connected, is it? You're feeling well. Yeah, wide. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, oh, yeah. it does go to a, it does show that like there are certain trips that we well, if you go on an adventure travel trip, something won't go to plan. A hundred percent. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. it's when that happens, yeah. not to get bogged down in, you know, whatever that may be, but also see it as part of the adventure. Yeah. Because they because that's exactly why we go on adventure travel. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. An adventure doesn't necessarily mean like you just go in somewhere different. Yeah. It can be, it's everything that happens along the A to B to C to D every day, all the little people you meet, all the little upsets that happen, all the little challenges you have to overcome. That's what makes it an yeah. adventure for me. Yeah. If going to EBC, for instance, was just as simple as booking a flight, going to Nepal, walking to EBC. Yeah. To me, that's more travel than adventure travel. You know, it's okay. the fact that when yeah, you yeah. go there, there's, that, yeah. there's loads of little challenges yeah. you've got to overcome. There's the altitude, 
you know there's you've got to look after your health yeah you know the weather plays its hand and stuff like that so it is like it's that sense of like daring do you know you you go out there and you're pitching yourself yeah. against those challenges to see if you win well i think um anytime you go on yeah a, an adventure travel trip i mean saying that you could be going to disneyland and things happen on the road right but um generally yeah if you're on a, a trek or an expedition any 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 form of of, of, of tour um you know you do get those things that, that, that don't really kind of go to plan but it it kind of it does make it more memorable and i yeah. think yeah definitely at the end that the harder it is whether it's like that that kind of ego part of the brain or whatever it is you, you kind of if it's harder it kind of makes you feel that little bit more like you've achieved more because it's it's been more challenging yeah, yeah. um especially if you've been through the wars <laughs> yeah you yeah. know <clears throat> like fair dues i think um one of our very very first ever ever treks um was you and billy yeah, yeah, and I, I I wasn't on the trek, but that was in what was it October 2016? October 2016. And you mentioned that Billy like didn't eat for what like five six days or something. It was a long time. Very and, very and was, minimal food. Like I think he'd yeah. eat like half a Mars bar in the morning, half an evening. I can't imagine that. Like you just couldn't convince yeah, yeah. him or force him to eat. Yeah, just a complete loss of appetite, which happens. Yeah. Which can happen at altitude. You know that that can be one of the symptoms, and, and you just don't feel hungry, or you've got a dodgy belly, but. I know chatting to Billy afterwards, having gone through those difficulties, and Billy made Everest Base Camp. Um, I remember the video he sent. He goes, hey, I'm a base camp. Yeah, yeah. Or he called it the ice flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, he's altitude. It's called an ice fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he, um, I think chatting to him afterwards over a pint of Guinness, because uh, he's from Ireland. And um, you, you could see kind of, because he battled <clears> through, <throat> mm -hmm. it felt like, like he'd achieved more almost because yeah, of the no, battle he'd been through. 100%. As crazy as it sounds. 100 percent because what what i think we, we felt like when we went there what you're kind of reaching for yeah you want to kind of get a taste of what it was perhaps like for those early adventurers yeah. taking on something that's never been done before now even though we're doing something that's pretty well established yeah the little challenges that you face are something that no one else has had to do before so when you come back and you've had to overcome like this hurdle <clears throat> that hurdle yeah. you know lost appetite couldn't sleep you know bags went one way i went another you know it's like yeah and you overcome those you're like yeah that's that's what made it the challenge definitely that's where the definitely. adventure comes from and it's um i mean i suppose then because i know we, we, we've kind of introduced it a little bit should we talk about some specifics then that happened i know we've talked i mean we, we've got a lot of stories around maybe things that haven't quite gone to plan yeah um, certainly adds to it but i know a big one and i think we've seen um over the years i've been a lot of treks especially in, in nepal and that dreaded kind of feeling and obviously if anyone's going on a trek this isn't to scare anyone this is just about you know the, the things can happen is that you know, you you're waiting for your bag you, you you're in the arrivals area of Kathmandu airport and um, you're looking at the conveyor belt the where's my bag where's my bag where's my bag and it doesn't come mm -hmm. and you're thinking fuck <laughs> you know you're like oh my god Oh no, sorry. We'll we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll we'll beat that out on the on the, no, uh, that, that, the podcast. That's accurate. That's what that's what you're thinking. Uh, it's probably still the anaesthetic. This, yeah, no, crazy. yeah. But the, the the point is, with that, it can happen and it has happened to a few yeah. people, unfortunately. Yeah, big big oops, Mark. <laughs> uh, but it, nah, it yeah, it no, can it does. happen, doesn't it? And we've had to. I think one thing we've helped with with luggage issues, because um, I mean, we always say, you know, don't forget to. It's kind of wear your boots, wear your jacket on the plane. So you've got you know, your down jacket. So you've got kind of a couple of things with you. Obviously, you can't wear everything. 
you've got to put something in in your in your check luggage but if it does go missing you know we've, we've kind of tried to help people on the way and yeah i mean line her up to sort it out yeah you are in the hands of the um yeah of the airline a little bit but providing that your bag can re you know arrives within yeah. the next few days yeah even if so for instance a specific example was someone arrived in tanzania their bag didn't okay obviously they had none of their trekking equipment nothing yeah. like that so what do you do there's a panic and immediately you start to think well i can't go on the trip yeah i haven't got my trekking equipment exactly yeah you know so first thing you'd be like oh, but, God, I need you know this. what yeah, we yeah, were able yeah. to do was sort of yeah. piece together enough to get him through the first couple of days yeah. And we'll send a representative to the airport. The representative collected the bag. We gave it to an incredibly fit and well-rewarded porter. Yeah, that's right. You went all the way legs up. It up uh, Tanzania, uh, legs it up <laughs> Kilimanjaro with the bag, yeah. reunited with the person. Yeah. We've done that a couple of times with people. Um, I actually remember a trip that I was on, um, and you were on, actually. I think you were on it. With a good friend of mine, Colin. Colin. Oh, Colin yeah. Fridge. Colin yeah, Fridge, his Colin, bag yeah. didn't arrive. That's right, April 2019. Um, so Jeez, I think yeah. the first two days he didn't have a bag, but I think it caught up with him in Namshi. Yeah, we, we flew um, it up to him. Yeah. So the one important thing is that if that type of thing happens, is like not to panic. There's always something that There's can be something done we can do. exactly. to salvage yeah, yeah, the trip. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's, it's not uncommon yeah. for something like that to have to be dealt with. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever, exactly. you know, so, but. Touch it's a good wood. point though, because it can happen. And I mean, as you know, um, yeah, Andrew's put in there, you know, my bag never left Heathrow and was 36 hours behind me. I mean, you know, especially when you're um maybe if it's like a first trip or first time you've been to, to a new country, you know, it, it can it can be a real kick in the nuts. Um, you know, when you and it, it does it can get you down, but you know, obviously with the team, we we, we try and help as much as we can. Obviously, the, yeah. it, you know, we want the airline to bring the bag, but we'll always be able to kind of help in some way um and also as well you know remember that like as dave just said like that doesn't mean your trip's over we can always do something your trip's still going to happen um it might be a few uh you know a few difficult days you might have to wear some of the same clothes for a few days no it might not seem nice might might not seem nice but at least it's not kind of trip ending we will work it out yeah um you know there's always something you can you can you can do around that and uh, you know eventually um you know I, in very very rare cases it'll never arrive We've never had that. It, it usually does. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think it was back in 2018, actually. I think it was in November. I was with Steve, um, who came with us to, to, to film um, Journey to Base Camp. And one of the guys there, um, yeah, his bag did arrive. And he he was claiming it on insurance. He literally went on a spending spree in Tamil and bought everything for his trip. Is this Stevie B? When I was on that trip, yeah. No, his it, bag, no, no, it wasn't Steve. It was one of the other oh, guys. Okay, um, yeah, I, yeah. I forgot his name now. But um, um, uh yeah, basically he had to buy all the gear, all the boots, and, you know, which is not ideal. But again, he got to base camp. Yeah, um, and actually, no, it, back down. He, you know, they found it, but he claimed it on his insurance anyway. Hundred percent could be done. I mean, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, I always have that paranoia. Yeah. Touch wood, I've never had a bag go missing. Yeah, but I always have the paranoia. The most recent time that I had it was when I went. Um, we, <clears> we were skiing in France, and I was flying out a few days after you on my own. Yeah, and I was thinking like, if those skis don't turn up. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to be. But you can always, you can always yeah, but it. I would have rented. Exactly. You There's know, always something um, you, can you know, do, right? I would have just rented. But you know, not ideal. Like it's not ideal, but it's just to know that like these things can happen because we sometimes yeah. we are flying to far-flung regions of the world. The airport is not going to be like Heathrow or LAX or something like that. You know, it's going to, yeah. you know, so sometimes these things can happen. 
Um, it's, it's a good point, though, because I know we touched on luggage there, and our next one we wanted to talk about was flights. And I think, uh, excuse me, uh, Marie makes a good point. Look at a book in my flight suit for Killy. What happens if my first flight is delayed? And, yeah, we wanted to touch on that because, especially over the last couple of years, post-pandemic, um, you know, flights are becoming a bit of a pain. Um, and, and, you know, th- th- there's always been issues with flights, long-haul flights, connecting flights, transfers, you know, all that stuff, especially if it's something you haven't done much of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, if your first flight is delayed, when I miss my connecting flight, what will happen? Um, I suppose there's a couple of things that, that we always do. You know, you can't you can't cover all bases. You know, if sometimes if a, if a, if a, if a flight is cancelled or delayed, that's that's part of the of the journey. But we do always say that if you are booking a flight, do book with the airline. Uh, might be a little bit more expensive um, instead of going through like an agency. Yeah. But the the point is is that you will they will be able to back you up if it's if a flight is delayed. I mean, I'm going to use Qatar Airlines as a really good example or Turkish Airlines. Um, airlines I've flown with a lot of times and also where I've there's been issues with connecting flights, some my own fault, some theirs. But the point is they were always able to put me on the next flight or right, we're going to put you up in a hotel um, for eight hours, come back and we'll get you on the next flight. Now, obviously, it's not ideal. Um, you know, as as um, uh, who was on there? I think it was Stephen. You are protected by the airline, exactly. And generally, if you booked with an airline, they will kind of make sure they get you to that destination. Um, you know, they've got a they've got a requirement to get you to that destination. And you know, there's always something you can do. Uh, there's always something they can do. But if you do miss a connecting flight, if it is delayed, if things get cancelled, generally you can get to where you're going to get to. Look, it might mean that you might miss a day. Mm. Um, which I know is not ideal because you want to make the most of, of all of this. But, you know, we've had people arrive literally because they, they've they've had like uh, missed flights and, you know, they've missed. OK, they missed the day tour, but they still got the trek. They still reach places like Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Um, and it's just I, I suppose just thinking about that, if if we can kind of mentally prepare for these things, I mean, you know, we don't want to be thinking about this all the time. We don't want to attract that kind of stuff. But if it does happen, just just remember that it's not like trip ending it's just it might affect your trip in a little way Um, yeah well you know it you know what i mean yeah that's it i mean again it's part of the adventure that you wish wouldn't happen like that's one that i would probably dislike at the time dislike afterwards and dislike long into the future (laughs) however yeah like (coughs) excuse me i don't know why but i always i always try and think about this like this romantic idea that you know, when Hillary and Tenzing or yeah. Mallory and Irving, when they were going to Everest and stuff like that, they would have had so many hurdles thrown in front of them yeah. that would have seemingly ended their trip. And okay, you're going along in a less ideal scenario, yeah. but you shouldn't let those obstacles deter you from getting to where you're going. If you start from a point of not, okay, my trip's over. If you start from a point of, well, I'm still going. Yeah. Then yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, yeah. yeah, to be yeah. like solution focused. Sticking with flights, exactly. actually, for a minute, one thing we can talk about as well is sort of like, okay, because flights is a bit of a two-pronged attack. You know, we can talk about the international flights, yeah. but often if you go into Everest Base Camp, you're going to have the local flight to contend with. Yes. And there's a couple of things yeah. to consider That's there as well. And um, I'll jump in and answer Samantha Neve's question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is a question we get always before the start of any season yeah, yeah. 15 yeah, nice. kg so that's for the local flight can i go a tiny bit over even if you have to pay 
Um, I don't mean by much, but treats are quite heavy and scales may vary a little. Yeah. Um, will they check my pockets? You said pop your charger in one. Thanks, Sam. So 15 kg. What we always yeah. advise people to do is, yeah, try and do try your best to stick to the 15 kg. Yes. You can stray a little bit over, but here's the rub. So if everyone strays a little bit over, what they'll do if the yeah. flight is overweight is they will take the heaviest bags off. And they don't yeah. necessarily tap you on the shoulder and let you know. You find out when you land at Lukla, yeah. and you're like, okay, where's my bag? Oh, great. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Now, it's not the end of the world. Usually what will happen is then that bag will get put on another yeah. flight to Lukla. But you are, again, in the hands of the weather gods. You know, yeah. you, you, you've you got to move on in a few hours to facting, and you, you, you haven't got that much time, really. So I always say try and keep it to 15 kg. You can buy a lot of treats and stuff in Namshi and the other lodges. Yeah. But everyone does bring some with them. So how do you get around this? Well, one is they weigh your bags, not you. Okay, so empty all the water out your bags, wear your boots, wear your jacket, yeah. um, put your power banks in your pocket, have your camera around your neck, that type of stuff. Anything nice. you can to kind of save weight. Um, because they're not going to weigh people, and we know people all weigh differently anyway. So, for instance, Andy could load up with cameras and stuff and still weigh as much as me without my stuff. Yeah, so true. it's kind of fair, and it works out, and they account for that but they are quite strict with the bag so yeah just make sure anything heavy is on you empty your water yeah. only weigh what you have to you'd be surprised how many packs of haribos you can secrete <laughs> uh, uh secrete um secrete what, wow is that the same word i know secrete is leak but also secrete as in secret something away uh is that english work i don't know i, I don't really know you'd Dave. be surprised how many packs secrete of haribos is you... an external thing yeah, but I also think it might be a Maybe word for like secretly store, secreting something away. Okay. I don't know where I'm going to look this up. Anyway, I, I overcomplicated it. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many packs of Haribo you can buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? true, so, yeah, that's it. So, yes, you can go over. If you yeah. like, say, you know, less than a kilo Squirrel. over or something, squirrel. Almost certainly squirrel. it's not going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. But if you're sort of approaching like 17 kilos and they have to unload some. Yeah you you you're in the you know you're gonna run the risk of it being offloaded it happened with someone i was on a trip with yeah. that was a, a photographer we flew out to look at or all her stuff was fine she assumed it would be fine to pack it all to come back and when we landed back at ramachap wasn't there really yeah so we had Oof. to um then you know the guy has to call the guy in look yeah hopefully he answers and then gets the bag on the next one, um, which is what we did. But yeah, she was very um, panicked because it was quite a lot of valuable camera equipment. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? it's, uh, and you you hit a good one there because whilst we're on flights, you talk about Lukla. Um, obviously, we're talking about international flights, but also about the the airport. You mentioned Ramachap, which mm. was something that um, actually came into effect um, early 2019. Um, unfortunately, it was enforced by the. Um, Nepalese Aviation Authority, essentially because they were renovating um, Tribhavan Airport, Kathmandu, uh, you know, essentially developing all the um, all the airport facilities, including the runway. So all of the internal flights in Nepal were actually going from, especially to Lukla, were going from Ramachap. Yeah. So we did that. I mean, I've been to Ramachap probably three or four times. Um, and, you know, if we're talking about probably things that, because at that time it was obviously more of a surprise. I mean, nowadays... Um, they've moved pretty much, you know, like 95% of all flights to look like go from Ramachap. Yeah, pretty much all of our flights um, in the spring and autumn will be yeah. going from, you do get some that go from Kathmandu. On a rare occasion. On now, the isn't fringes it? They've, they've of the seasons. Yeah, and, yeah. It is, and it is hit and miss. 
But yeah, if you're booked to go to Nepal with us this season, yeah. next season, pretty much any season now, they're looking at permanently moving the Lukla yeah. flights to Ramachap. So yeah, it is one of those things that has to be done. There's a few concessions that have to be made to do it. Yes. But yeah, it, it's a bumpy road. Again, you know, these are, uh, I mean, and, and every company is in the same boat here. This is, um, you know, something we, luckily, because we had a lot of practice in 2019 when it was kind of brought in, obviously the, there was 18 months we weren't out there, but towards the end of uh, 20, uh, sorry, 21 into 22, so all of last year, um, you know, we, we did do quite a lot of um, Kathmandu flights, but the availability now is like very, very remote. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it is. I mean, it's, um, what was it, I think, was it Chris? um yeah i mean unfortunately yeah chris how much the Kathmandu tour do we miss we, we still get to go and see as, as much as we can so but we'll still you know it is it, unfortunately um it is impacted because of the um because of the situation with ramachap um, and again we, we talk about mishaps and misadventures i think this is more around you know you are getting to see a part of the country you probably wouldn't see um certainly uh, that, that's the feedback we get yeah um you know yeah sophie i, I know you've you've done uh, that journey as well and yeah, it's not ideal, you know, going on this long journey. Uh, I say I've done it numerous times. Um, I suppose half a dozen, you know, there and back. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it, it, I, I actually quite enjoy it uh, because I, I quite like that. Um, that it feels quite adventurous because the roads are very bumpy. They're very windy. Yeah. But you do get to see, especially some of the Himalayas that you don't you wouldn't really see. And you get to go down to the lowlands um, of Nepal as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah. the day tour is, a, yeah, it's not ideal, but here, here's the way that I look at it. One yeah. is like the trip is to Everest base camp. So if we have to lose half the day tour, which is generally yeah. what we'll do, um, it's a worthy sacrifice to get to go to, to the Himalaya. Yeah. Now, exactly. it's one of those where we do get some questions thrown at us because we'll go from Ramachat <laughs> and you'll see a couple of flights go from Kathmandu. And yeah. the yeah. answer is, yeah, certainly every single day, some flights will probably go from Kathmandu. But yeah. here's the rub it's it's relatively random who gets to go on those flights yes you know so we can't guarantee so if we all if we sent a group of like four groups of like 40 people there maybe two will get to go and then the rest of them will have to go back to the hotel and wait a day it's far safer to make the overall decision to go to ramachap and just make sure everyone leaves on time yes. it's also a shorter flight window so you know it's only 20 minutes instead of 40 minutes so we can manage the weather like much more accurately yeah um I love and jerome's comment what roads yeah. <laughs> it's, it's certainly uh they're improving i've um i've heard just from the team on the ground um and any ever trekkers that have been out this season because i know we've had five or six groups already reach ever space camp five groups got another, yeah. i think our sixth over the next few days um yeah let us know how it how things have been going um you know in terms of the road situation because we heard they were doing some developments on the yeah the roads between Kathmandu to ramachap because again they're, they're, they're pushing a lot of traffic that way now um you know and they're staying at quite close to the airport aren't they we, we stay at uh what's it called the uh act shit act shit hotel that's not a swear word nope that's, that's what it's actual called name yeah but yeah yes it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, yeah it's in a place called um mantley mantley which yeah. is just outside of ramachap um but what i always say to people is that if you want to yeah. explore more of Kathmandu, have an extra day at the end of the trip yeah the cost pretty much is the hotel at the end um, and then once you arrive back in Kathmandu, you have a, a ton of free time um, to go around and see yeah. all the sights and scenes in Kathmandu that you may have missed on the day tour. So win-win. Yeah, and, and most of the time, I mean, just some of the feedback I've had over the last like 18 months, couple of years with regards to that change, 
um, you know, and obviously it was enforced, um, you know, unfortunately, is that the, the still the detour is really, really good. Um, you know, don't think that you're missing everything there. You will see um, you will see a lot of the, the sites. Um, usually, um, you know, the kind of four or five places, you still get to go to most of those, um, whether that's um, you know, Boudinaf, Stupa, or whether you go to, um, you know, Durbar Square, um, or whether you go to uh, Pashnu Patanath, um, the, the Hindu temple. Um, yeah, there's lots to see, Yeah, um, certainly in Kathmandu. And I think you made a good point, actually. Oh, the day tour is kind of a good introduction, isn't it? But certainly, I mean, I know a lot of people do this. They, they have like a day at the end where they can, you know, some people obviously want to get back and, you know, with annual leave and things like that. Is it, there's, um, you know, you've got to get back. But if you can, have a day as like a, a backup day. Because if there are any delays, one, it'll help. But, you know, also as well, then you've got another day to kind of wander around Kathmandu at your own leisure. Exactly. Uh, which is quite cool, an adventure in itself. And certainly, you know, of all the time I spent in Kathmandu, I love going on those little, you know, those side streets. And, and you never know where you're going to... And it, it's, it's quite exciting. Yeah. Kathmandu is an awesome place Amazing. to go for a walk, I tell you. Exactly. And Chris has said, uh, what time do you get to Ramachat? It'll be dark. Is there anything worth seeing there? No. Um, so unfortunately not. No. <laughs> like, so unfortunately, that day is just quite all lonely, about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's all about getting just close enough so the next morning we can get up and get the flight. Yeah, um, get you to look. So yeah, any sort of exploring and stuff like that. Um, in terms of like city exploring, yeah. always best to do when you get back to um to Kathmandu and have that extra day. We always have an extra day because it's you know it's nice to go back to. We usually go back to Budana. Um, have a look because it's, it's kind of chilled there. Nice souvenirs. It's very yeah. Good cafes. Himalayan Java's amazing there. Yeah, they got a lot of uh, cool uh, souvenir places as well. Or you know, if you're into your art, they got a lot of painting places. You can yeah. see some uh, tanker paintings there. It's, yeah, it's very very interesting place. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Rebecca. I factored in three days in Kathmandu. Three days yeah. like that is that awesome. is brilliant. That is you're going to see a lot of Kathmandu if you've got three days definitely. Um, yeah, I went for a walk in Kathmandu, got really lost. Jerome, all part of the adventure, mate. All part of the adventure. Um, on, I'm going to make a note of that place that uh, Sophie's just talked about there because uh, Dwariska is a treat. After a 16 course meal. That, that sounds really good. Do I, um, well, Sophie's really good when it comes to that kind of stuff. She, cause she, she travels a lot. See, I learn just as much because um, <laughs> well, it's all, every day is a learning day. She had me at 16 meal course. <laughs> not, is that what it is, though? It, whether it was good or not. Oh, I could murder that. Largely right irrelevant. Oh, but um, Dave Ribbonson, you're today. We're closing our suitcases and heading off for our flight to Nepal. An amazing EBC adventure. Ah, oh, Dave, mate, it's been, yeah, time flies, isn't it? Can't believe it's been a year already. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. But um, you know, your nose makes like a spring noise now. It's because it's still a little bit congested. I can hear it. It's like, I, I was like, was, I thought what it was, it? it's like a spring, like, zzz, zzz, no like, like a buzz, I'm telling you. Hello. Yeah, maybe it does. When you're talking, it's like when you go. I was wow. like, oh, I thought it was something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because it's still, it's still. Yeah, you're, still you're, it's going to be like you're. It's going to be like you're running on extra oxygen. I think when it. When it's going to be happens. weird altitude. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll actually be able to because I've ne- I haven't been able to breathe from my nose for over ten years. Wait till you smell, smell. the toilets at Gorakshire. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's been a superpower when I've been at altitude, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Awesome. Um, uh, do you want me to smash some questions? Yeah, yeah, sure. I've just, Sophie actually said it. Yeah, you can actually get to 22 courses, Dave. Hang on a minute. I'm just going cro- <laughs> to, I'm just going to cross out 16. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, looks like Marky V went there as well. It's, I, I, I need to get to this place. He, this sounds awesome. Do, do you know what it is? This is why I love 
talking to people once they've been there. Yeah, because every, everyone, everyone discovers stuff yeah. that I don't do because yeah. I've I've been to Kathmandu a lot, which is awesome, and I'm so privileged. One of the downsides is you do develop a routine, <laughs> right? Yeah, of yeah. going to Kathmandu and, go and go to the similar places yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, um, generally speaking, yeah, I don't try uh, Dariska or whatever it is. So, 16... I like um, I like what Jim's saying as well. Jim Blues, hope all is well. Uh, get signed up for Langdang Valley. No internal flights. Exactly. There are. Yeah. You know, if um, yeah, flight delays and that kind of stuff, and going around the chat isn't your thing try the Lantang Valley. Yeah, we do have, um, you know, some availability next year for that. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you if you fancy getting getting on with that, it's uh, it's becoming a more popular trek for us. It's still relatively new. Yeah. Um, but I know Jim obviously is uh, is keen to, to, to go on that one. Um, yeah, definitely. Lantang Valley. There's a few like that, like sometimes. OK, normally we fly to Pokhara. Um, if we're going to the Annapurna circuit, Annapurna base camp, you can drive if there's any delays. Yeah. Um, I get a long drive. Uh, I've done it. I think it took like eight hours. Mm. Um, with that was good traffic. I was bad with the laughs. <laughs> that was that was it's been an adventure. Scalded myself for my coffee. Hey, you need to you can understand how to. I know. To I, hold I, the I haven't got like internal suspension, so the, like you were just rigid. Yeah, I had to pour half of it away <laughs> to stop it pouring over me. And I was like, this is fine. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you're an oddball with coffee. I don't know how you do it. He'll buy a coffee at like nine a.m. Yeah, and still be sipping it at midday. Well, every, I've seen it happen. Every drink is an experience. And I'm like, is that warm? And he's like, mm, not really. <laughs> but it doesn't bother him. Wow. But yeah. Um, right. Question from uh, Nigel yes. Hawks. Nigel hey, Boy. So, hi, guys. Do an EBC next March. In respect of jackets, um, I go in for warm or waterproof. Looking at photos of recent treks at this yep. time of year, the jackets warm don't look that heavy. Oof. I'll be honest, Nigel, you're going for both. Yes. You can use one of our down jackets. Um, so, if you are looking to only spend money on one, Go for a good Gore-Tex <coughs> waterproof jacket yeah. um, and bring it with you. You'll 100% wear it. Um, and then use one of our down jackets, which you will also 100% wear. Um, because if you go in in March, that's off the back of winter. You can get some quite cold weather. Yeah. And regardless of the time of year you go, Doric Shep is really warm. Lobouche is really warm. Yeah. In the evenings, you're going to want to wear like a down jacket or something like that just to keep the warmth off you. Yeah. But I always have my, my Gore-Tex jacket. Well, I it did. It's gone now. In my, in my, Tupcal, huh? yeah, lost it. Tupcal has it now, mate. Yeah, make use of it, Tupcal. Make use of it. But um, yeah. I wonder it, where that is. I don't know. I, I like to think that someone picked it up by accident, got home, yeah. realized they had it, needed it, and thought, and now has a jacket they didn't have before. <laughs> Um, that that's my most charitable way of looking at it. Yeah, nice. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like to think of any other scenario. <laughs> but yeah good no but no it's a good question um and you're right yeah you you do you do see some people who don't really wear the down jacket that much and to be honest certain times of the year on the way to ever space camp you only really need it even in the evenings or and some people not not even then is is they actually just wear it you know gorek ship you're at base camp um you don't really want to hike in it or trek in it too much um because it's it's not good at kind of wicking really away cold yeah really cold really cold uh some people do because uh, that works for them but majority of the time you see people hiking there um whether they got like a mid-layer fleece or maybe a windproof um you know like a wind stopper or their waterproof jacket like cortex it's amazing simon just pointed out there about yeah. seeing hands nepal which is an amazing place to it go is. for a massage they employ people um trained in massage but who are blind yeah they're, they are amazing 
very yeah. difficult for people with those type of issues um to you know jobs. to get jobs and yeah. work um so yeah being trained in massage whilst being blind in um yeah. is, is an amazing thing and they are so good as well so if you do want a massage yeah 100 yeah. percent check those check out seeing hands in the pool some good questions though. i know we got a few there i'm going to jump on to dave's question um dave Rivinson, how you doing mate uh which is the highest peak trek uh so trek and peak ever trek do um yeah the highest trek and peak is um is aconcagua so almost seven thousand meters so yeah it's a bit of a beast uh that would be the highest one that we currently do um you know if you're thinking about trekking peaks in nepal uh, a little bit different you're talking about uh, mera peak um so just over six thousand four hundred meters um so yeah mate, they're the highest ones that we do obviously we've got um some other ones we've kind of been bringing in slow uh, you know slowly and surely uh, things like lobuche um you know Blam over the next couple of years will be an expedition we want to bring in um it's definitely get a little bit busy there it's quite small it's not a big place to, to kind of to go so we're, we're thinking on times of year to do that um but certainly yeah if we've got ever trackers who want to come on those expeditions we'll, we'll be putting them on but um Aconcagua is becoming very popular we've got some good uh like was it january next year i think we got a nice group of eight going to Aconcagua. Mm -hmm. um could be some, 10. and where well yeah that's because me and dave are also uh, thinking of going on that expedition as well um but I know we're both we're both be in the pool in November, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Island Peak and Mera. Looking forward yeah. to it. Can't wait. Too far. Um, I've got a question. I'm going to destroy the name. Okay. And Ansha, Ansha Dirks. Yeah, you done well. Is that do you know how to pronounce it? No. That's the best we're going to do. I mean, you you've gone. You've done well. Yeah. Is it rare for people <laughs> not to make Everest Base Camp? Yeah. Um, it's a really good question. Yeah. So we our yeah. success rate is probably it's over ninety five percent. Yeah. So arguably it's rare five percent or fewer don't make Everest Base Camp. We actually did a podcast about the 5% that don't make it, where we talked about what are the reasons good, good episode, for those 5%. So, yeah, I would say so. No, it's, it's um, well, no, it is rare, but, you know, 5% of a lot of people is still a fair few. It so is, there's a, it? so there, it's worth exploring why people don't. And yeah, honestly, there's so many different reasons as to why. Yeah. Obviously, altitude plays its hand, but it's certainly yeah. not the only reason. Other reasons is just overall fitness. Some people just overexert, become yeah. exhausted, and, and need to rest and can't continue. Other people might pick up some sickness that's random, you know, and, and it does happen. Other times you might be fit, you might be well, and you might roll an angle. Yeah, you know, which is why we always recommend wearing boots. So you get unlucky, can't you? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's it, it's really hard because you know of all the times we've been there um you know luckily you know touch wood um, everyone's come back but certainly we've had some you know people we had to evacuate like immediately yeah um, because of medical issues but some um, you know it's very rare very rare so it's a good question but um yeah when it comes to going to base camp i think the uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it if you can focus on everything you can control you know your, your pace your hydration um you know trying to as much as you can stay in that positive frame of mind mm -hmm. um you know enjoying yourself remembering why you're there remembering why you're doing it as well um you know maybe you're doing it for charity maybe you're doing it to you know just because it's like a personal challenge yeah whatever that is that all adds up you know um <clears throat> and sometimes doing all that you can do all that and still get unlucky and that's you know you, you can't kind of you can't quantify that that particular thing that yeah. happens but yeah, sometimes you get a dodgy belly that then affects your energy, which means you don't want to walk. Yeah. Um, you know, like Dave said, altitude sickness, it can it can hit anyone. It can, you know, our guides get altitude sickness, you know, anyone can get it. 
Um, but if you do can do the basics, then you're going to minimize that chance. Um, you know, and but just remember that you know these places are amazing and they're beautiful, and um, you know, but it's not worth putting your life at risk. And if you if you do get to that stage, and your guide will will coach you through this, it's it's not an easy decision. I've been there with you know people who've had to turn around and I've said, look, you know, we we got to get you down. It's you know your life's more important. Um, it, it, it's not going anywhere. You know, you can go back again and you can try it again. If if you are ill, we want to get you down. Yeah. We want to make sure you're safe. Um, but look, you know, if you go out there with that really positive mindset, I'm going to do this. I'm going to really look after my body by drinking enough water. I'm going to try and eat as much food as I can, even if I'm not hungry. I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. You know, 90, nine and a half times out of 10, 95% of the time, you're going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, Terry Calvert said hello from Texas. Oh, Harry Terry. Uh, Harry Terry? Hi, Terry. Don't know where that came from. Your nose, mate. <laughs> Hi Terry, <laughs> Texas is on one of my um, it's on my uh, it's on a bucket list. Good morning, well. I've always yeah, wanted yes. to go there. Not uh, must be quite early there, but uh, yeah, always nice to see um, ever trekkers from over the pond. But I hope all is well, Terry. So like te Texas, one of those places where I think they have really good weather. But I seem to remember like in recent history, like maybe yeah. last year or two, yeah, they had like a massive snowstorm where like it was freezing temperatures and stuff like that. Terry, maybe you can enlighten me. Maybe I'm completely, maybe I'm completely wrong. You're intrigued. I, I'm saying it; it doesn't sound yeah. right because I think Texas is is good weather. But anyway, yeah. I I think I remember that. And anyway, Texas is on my list. I, I'm going to go there one day. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Chris, uh, whose ultimate decision is it to turn back from a trek? Um, I mean, you'd be daft to ignore the knowledge of the Sherpas, but just wondering. Yeah, Chris. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think uh, most of the time, and when you when you're on any of our trips, um, you know the the guides are in charge and they're responsible for you. Mm -hmm. Um, if they say you need to get down, then, you know, to go against that would be difficult. Um, you know, that being said, you know, we've had people who are like, look, I want to go one more day. Can you, you know, can we go? And it's hard. It's not like they're, they're like bossy and saying, no, no, we've got to go down. Like, you know, they, they care for you at the end of the day and, and your health is number one. Um, um, but ultimately, you know, we have to come to that decision together. It's always easier. We've never really had kind of difficulties with, anyone going no 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 i gotta go on i gotta go on I gotta go on and ignoring the advice of people um that's luckily touch word never happened on our treks but yeah. i have seen that happen but um, you know it's not like you, know, you watch like the everest movie or yeah. people ignoring advice of the people who are looking after you um yeah it's not a wise decision but it's rare as well that yeah. you're ever in a position where you're like no i'm gonna go on yeah it's like normally you can't Exactly. You know, there there so, has to be a reason. It won't be just so, like a switch either. It's over a few days. Yeah, it's you know, you'll be feeling symptoms. Generally speaking, yeah, if you if you need to go back, you're never usually in a condition to continue. You'll yeah, be too exhausted exactly. or you'll tired know. or sick or injured. Yeah. So yeah, but if you you know, ultimately the guy's word, in my opinion, is gospel, you know. So if they say exactly. you go back, then you go back. Yeah. Other you know, they want you to get there. Um, I mean, you know, it's, you know, that's why we have high success rates. Yeah, they? they want you know, they want exactly. you to get there. You know, I, I mean, they'll push you. You know, yeah, like they'll push you as far as you can go. But yeah. to get to the summit of Kili or EBC, yeah. it's not worth everything. No, exactly. You know, it's, exactly. And it's, you know, it's not going anywhere either. You know, so you can always like my father failed to reach EBC the on his time. first attempt. Yeah, yeah. Turn back. Um, and he and then, came to that decision himself, I remember, right? He was like, Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm because too tired knowing what he had already in front of him. Honestly, he was probably really typical of the condition majority of people get in. He yeah. could still walk, 
but he was going so slowly and he was so tired and so exhausted that he realized that whatever achievement he was aiming to get was gone. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't have been what he wanted. And secondly, he'd have been just absolutely emptying himself and running the risk of needing to join Chopper Club. Yeah. So he made the call like half an hour, hour outside of Gorich. Uh, He made the call then just to go back. So he did go back, and then we then we did a monster day. We went from Lobuchet, Gorekchep base camp, Gorekchep Lobuchet in one, in one day. day. Yeah, it took us like twelve hours. Yeah, but it was, you know, yeah. I didn't mind it. I quite enjoyed it because I get, getting it. back to Lobuchet and staying there the night was nicer. It was only a couple yeah. hundred meters lower, yeah. but it just makes that bit of difference, doesn't it? You know, and it was just well, I think we we and again we we, we talk about misadventures and mishaps and things that change of plans. I mean that was. You know more of a private trip anyway so we can make these kind of decisions but um yeah it was clear that we'd have to sacrifice calipatar um but because y- y- your dad was was you know yeah, but was, we couldn't leave him alone yeah we had to you know team team mentality well, and we we're like right we'll get a bit we'll get the base camp we'll come all the way back well generally speaking yeah that was because it was a uh, like a group of friends yeah going yeah. um but if you're on one of our typical trips where you've yeah. met up with a group of people and you met for the first time yeah. on that trip who goes back goes back and the rest of the people stick to the itinerary yeah um exactly because it's important for everybody to be able to fulfill their goal of getting to ebc yes climbing calipatar seeing the sunrise um on everest yeah ah oh, brilliant i know there's uh evertrek is there right now i can't uh exactly imagine what it's like this morning it would be awesome because we, we got some lovely rain here in south wales <laughs> yeah um but absolutely brilliant but um any other questions i um um i know we've we've skipped ahead a little bit yeah so marie marie sokol yeah um i'm looking at booking my flight soon for kilimanjaro what happens if my first flight is delayed so if your first flight is delayed you can always send a message um you'll have a pre-arrival email before you go um which will give you all the information of the local team in tanzania and our details so you can always send an email letting us know um or a message or a text or a call to the people in tanzania but ultimately as long as your flight's not cancelled it'll have the same flight number yeah. and our team track the flights as they come in so if your flight's like two three hour delay it'll be fine you know the real risk of the first flight is that it causes you to miss your second flight if that happens all you need to do is send a message based on the information in that pre-arrival email to us in tanzania yeah. it's fine we'll be there to pick you up no problem great stuff um uh chris clifford hurst as well hope all is well chris um arriving a few days before can we arrange a trip for them um so yeah so i presume sorry chris just remind me is that in um you go into Kathmandu uh a few days early uh yeah if you are great stuff yeah there's i mean to be honest there's a lot to do around Kathmandu. um i'd say like when you arrive um you know you'll you'll be you'll be catching up with with one of the evertrack team there um and go into the hotel obviously if you know if you're coming out earlier we'd we'd have your flight details we'll book the extra accommodation there there are other things you can do. Normally, people do it after, mm. if I remember right. Um, oh, I, people do like Chitwan. I recommend after more. It's okay if you have a yeah. day extra or something yeah. like that. But let's just say you have like two, three days extra and you choose to do it at the beginning. Yeah. You're eating and walking around Kathmandu. I think the risk of picking up something like a scummer bug. Actually. It's a good point. Before yeah. the trip. Yeah. It's not necessarily any more or less likely before or after. But the fewer days you have before the trip, the fewer opportunities there are for you to pick something up, yeah. which means that yeah, yeah. you're going to be healthier on the trip. 
Yeah. And then if you do it at the end and you pick up something, then you have a dodgy flight home, but you haven't missed the goal of getting to EBC. Yeah. So my advice to you would be also, man, it's nice to have it at the end. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you really do one, you're like a Nepal expert, you know. So you come back, you know a few words, you feel more comfortable, yeah. you're out walking around, you've done the trip, the pressure's off, you can relax, you know, it's it's just far more enjoyable at the end. You can go and get a twenty-two course meal. You <laughs> well know. now we know. Um and also, as if by magic, one of the other Yetis has put the um, Extend Your Adventure link in there. So on our website, we've got a little kind of area where it's all our trip extensions. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, they're dependent on where you're traveling to. You've got a Kili. There's quite a lot in, in uh, Tanzania that you can do. Highly recommend doing uh, either Safari or going down to Zanzibar. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, if you go into Nepal, yeah, 100%. I think Jerome there. Chitwan National Park is amazing. I, I had the privilege of going down there a few years back and love the, 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 the Terai region, which is the lowlands of Nepal. It's such a contrast to the mountains in Kathmandu. Um, it's very, uh, it's not far from the Indian border, so it has quite a lot of Indian influences, but it's an awesome place to travel to. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you get to see some um, animals as well. You got the Chitwan National Park, do a safari. That one is awesome. And obviously, any of the other trips as well, if you're in like uh, South America. Yeah, so I'm literally almost about to sneeze. <laughs> I know, I can feel it. I can it's see it building. I'm like, it's, it's going to be like the movie Carrie. Oh wow! Wow. Um, won't be that bad. Okay, that bad. I'll, okay. You you sneeze for a second while I answer Christopher Clifford Hurst question. People have mentioned flip flops for the evening. Is this true? Worth adding to nice. the bags? Yeah, hundred percent. I always bring Crocs because they're just <laughs> you so, love your Crocs. Wow. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, but yeah, go on. 100% because if you want to wake up to go to the toilet in the night and stuff like that, yeah. um, you don't want to be putting your boots on or anything like that. You just want to slip into something that keeps your feet off a wet floor. Um, and also it's nice to wear something like that that lets your feet breathe at the end of yes. the day so you can like, you know, keep them healthy, keep them dry and whatnot. So yeah, 100% I highly recommend them. I've never done a trip without uh, the sliders or the yeah, crops. You love it, don't you? But no, you're right. Uh, you know, especially like if you go into um, Kilimanjaro, Springlands Hotel, the swimming pool. Uh, so if you take in your flip-flops, uh, you know, for in and around the pool, a bit more relaxed, quite warm, actually, in Moshi. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because when you're in, um, you know, obviously on, on, on Kilimanjaro and it's cold, mm. it's freezing, and then you're at the hotel and it's like 30-odd degrees. Nuts. Math, most temperature difference I've ever experienced in 20 hours. Like minus, what do you reckon summit we were on? Minus 20? 25 no, no. i'd say it's about minus 10 plus wind so yeah it probably would have been not far off that we're in the wind chill factor yeah so around about minus 20 i would have said yeah with, so in, plus 30 plus yeah. 35 it's crazy wasn't it the next day it's insane very very crazy but fantastic uh mark vigors how do i log in for the remus app you send an yep. email to info at evertrack.co.uk you should have already had the details for yes. login in an email so you can check those but if you have had them and you can't or you haven't had them email the team and they'll send you the login details for it. So yeah, nice. you can get access to that. Awesome. Um, Sophie's asked a question as well about Killy. How long do we get before the trek starts? Um, I presume is it, Sophie, is that like how many, uh, in terms of like the days before you start trekking? So yeah, normally you have the arrival day, then you've got like a day which, um, uh, sorry, just um, uh, kind of exploring Moshi and the local area. And then the next day is when the trek starts. Um, yeah, just on in terms of the itinerary. Is that yeah. what you meant? Um, yeah, if it is great, uh, yes, yeah, so you've got that day then. Moshi is really cool. Um, you know, very, very remote in terms of uh, the, the type of lifestyle that the Tanzanians, very basic living. 
um, you walk through, uh, especially on the outskirts, a little bit like townships. Um, yeah, very, very interesting to learn about the Tanzanian way of life. Uh, you know, there's good coffee shops in Moshi as well. Um, normally, we, we we have one of the Evertrek guys who uh, who kind of takes you takes you around. Um, uh, you know, and he can show you different places as well. Yeah. Obviously, you've got the schools and the orphanage there as well. Yeah. Uh, two nights. Yes, that's it. Two nights you have. So if you're arriving, then you got to, yeah. So two nights before you trek, and uh, on the second maths is hard. Day, I know it is. <laughs> you're it normally is. good at maths. It is when you've got a lot going on here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, you'll be having your briefing and, and you'll catch up with um, the Evertrek guide in there. It's quite nice, the uh, Springland yeah. Hotel. It's got like a big garden area. Um, it's very relaxing. Obviously, you've got a swimming pool. You can have a massage as well. Why not? But there's no, I don't think there's any 16 course meal there. But uh, Well, you could make one. You could make one. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Alison Morgan has asked how many yes. in a group? Is there a limit? So, generally Good speaking, question. our groups. For EBC, yeah. maybe 12 to 15 maximum. Yeah. Um, what will start to happen, though, if one date becomes particularly popular, instead of sending one big group, yeah. we'll split the group into two. So, for instance, instead of sending a group of 24, we'll send two groups of 12. Yeah. Each of them has its own like core members and its own guide. You'll be going to the same place at the same time, so naturally there's going to be some connection, yeah. um, which is awesome. But just to keep that small group feel, and so you can ask questions to the guide without being one of 24 people. Um, yeah. yeah, makes it makes it a lot easier. Killy, we probably, it's more like 12 limit yeah, before definitely. we start splitting the groups. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, we always, we never wanted our, our kind of group trips to be massive. I mean, post last year was a bit crazy because we had a lot of people who obviously was, it was a bit of a bottleneck. So we, you know, in terms of like we had midweek trips, we had weekend trips, um, obviously going to Nepal, similar with Tanzania. So we um, we had to make certain allowances, but generally, um, yeah, like you said, Dave, twelve is is kind of a nice group size. We do, we do have them bigger sometimes, yeah. especially if you know it's fully booked, and we get one person that's like, oh, my friend really wants to come with me. Like, we'd hate to say no because we can. Yeah, it's just that we don't. We obviously don't want to stretch that into like twenty, twenty five, thirty, because it detracts then from the getting to know your your your, your guide. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope that hope that helps um, with regards to. Because something I want to mention, because only a couple more days, because what we are, we're on the 28th today. You've got a few more days, actually, until the end of Thursday. Yeah. To use the Tour de Mont Blanc code, which is TMB200. I'm going to put it in here. Now, that is, um, I know uh, Jerome, who booked on earlier, um, obviously, we've had other Evertrackers book in. But definitely, if you're interested in, in joining the Tour de Mont Blanc next year, we've got two dates. Um, use that code, and you'll be getting um, some uh, good discounts. Yeah. Um, you get two hundred pound off uh, when you're you're booking in, but yeah, just wanted to throw that in there because I think we're we're coming towards the end of the line. I think so, mate. Yeah, misadventure. Happy with that, mate. Um, and absolutely, well, only one little mishap that I can remember, but other than that, like it, it all went good. <laughs> Brilliant. No, it's been great. Um, I hope. I, I know we. It, you always think, oh, why are you talking about things that go wrong? Uh, that's, what people, about, that's what people want to know. Exactly. You know, because like things so, do sometimes. Exactly. Don't go to plan and. Um, you know that's that's why we, we kind of you know wanted to um to talk about it today and, and things that you know sometimes don't go to plan but actually adds to your journey yeah and it certainly makes it more memorable like, you know i don't know if there's a lot of um, writers out there or people that journal you know i know certainly when i used to write my old my, my travel journeys uh, when i travel journals when i was backpacking i used to um enjoy writing stuff when it didn't go to plan 
Because it, it, it definitely fills a page. Yeah, well, if, <laughs> you if, know what I mean? if there was a book and it was thing, everything started well, yeah. continued that way and finished good, yeah. no one would buy that book. Exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> like, so, but no, guys, yeah, exactly. it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, next Tuesday, I think it's me and um, Zachariah. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm away next week. But, um, you know, thanks to, to everyone for joining. Um, I think one thing before we go, I think Jerome mentioned, if you pay in full, very good point, actually, Jerome. You, you, you should work for a marketing team. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there are some more discounts if you do pay in full. Do do check your emails. It will say in there. I think it's um, full 150 if you do pay in full while booking for TMB. Yeah. You do get a little bit more discount for doing that. But um, yeah, thanks for reminding us, Jerome. Um, yeah, um, uh, apologies. I'm being quite with it today. I'm, I'm still getting over the nose, but it's, um, it is getting better. Um, can't wait to be able to smell again for the first time in years. Yep. Um, hopefully that time I smell again is not on incorrect chef. Yeah. But if it is, well, at least like a smell. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much. And we'll, um, yeah, you'll see the guys next week and I'll be back the following week. But uh, yeah, have an awesome um, week and weekend, whatever you're up to. Hopefully not too many uh, mishaps or misadventures, but if it does, then you know yeah. how to roll with it now. So great. Awesome. Take it easy, guys. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm not the one